Please take your Bibles and turn with me at this time. We are in the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And we're continuing in our message series on the fruit of the Spirit, on growing more like Jesus. See, when you become a Christian, God gives you his Holy Spirit. And the Spirit begins to change you. And just as with regular fruit, it doesn't happen all at once, right? You know, the, the fruit doesn't just pop up overnight. But over time, you find yourself growing more like Jesus as the Holy Spirit uh, develops these beautiful fruit in your life. So, so far in our series, we've looked at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Five so far today, we look at the uh, sixth fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of goodness. Goodness. We're in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Please stand with me for the reading of God's word. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, as we look into your word today, as we study this next fruit of the Spirit, Lord, we want to be growing in all the fruit of your Spirit. So help us to understand goodness today. Help us to understand your goodness and how uh, you desire to grow that in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You know, we use the word good to describe so many things, don't we? How are you feeling today? Good. How was the movie? It was good. How was that slice of key lime pie? Oh, that's good. That's really good, right? You know, God used the word to describe the various days of creation, right? As you read it in the book of Genesis, at the end of each day, God looked over what he created and he saw that it was good. In fact, at the end of the sixth and final day of creation, God, we're told God looked over all that he had made, and he said that it was very good. But those are all examples referring to things. We also use the word good uh, to refer to people. We say he's a good kid, or she's a good woman, or he's a good man. And when we use the word good with people, we are referring both to their character and their behavior. And that's the way the Bible uses the word good. Goodness in the Bible refers to uprightness of heart and life. It is good and fitting behavior. It is a matter of integrity and righteous living, where you do the right thing simply because it is the right thing to do. And that's all because goodness begins in the heart. You know, we have a saying for each of the fruit of the Spirit, and our, our saying for the fruit of goodness is as follows. I will grow in goodness as I allow the Spirit to purify my heart. I will grow in goodness as I allow the Spirit to purify my heart. Just as a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit, we're the same way. Your works flow from the heart. And you cannot bear the fruit of goodness unless God first purifies your heart. 
And so goodness in the Bible, it's not simply who you are, but it's what you do and how you act. And in many ways, it's similar to last week's fruit of the Spirit, the kindness. Both goodness and kindness have to do with graciousness and generosity towards others. But the emphasis is different. Kindness has to do with gracious acts to others flowing from a heart of compassion, while goodness has to do with an inward righteousness that displays itself in outward Works. It is a beautiful combination of both purity and generosity. And so this fruit of goodness has to do with being good and doing good. It has to do with good deeds that flow from a good heart. So if you do good works but not from a good heart, that's not the fruit of goodness. It's coming from someplace else. And if you don't do good works... Well, then you don't have a good heart to begin with. And so you need both. And so we're going to look at this fruit of goodness together. There's an outline in your worship guide. I encourage you to take that out, uh, to follow along, maybe jot down some notes uh, as we walk through these scriptures together. First, we want to see what the Bible tells us about goodness and God. Goodness and God. And the Bible tells us that God is good all the time, right? God is good all the time. Psalm 34, 8, we read from this earlier uh, in the service today. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 145, verse 9 says, the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. We see God's goodness displayed in his creation We see his goodness with the Israelites at the Exodus. We see his goodness with uh, sending his son for our salvation, with the sending of the Holy Spirit, with the coming of our eternal glory in heaven. God is good. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 tells us, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And light here, it's it's a symbol of all that is good and true and pure. And so John here, he's saying that God is all good. There is nothing in him that is not good. And that's really one of the most basic things you can say about God, is that God is good all the time. Now, not only is God good, the Bible also tells us that only God is good. Only God is good. In the Gospels, we read about the rich young man who came up to Jesus he came up to Jesus and started talking to me, addressed me, he said, good teacher, good teacher. And Jesus responded by saying, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. We sometimes get confused by what Jesus says. There we go. Is Jesus saying that he's not good, that only God is good? Isn't Jesus God? What's he saying here? Well, what he's really doing is he's asking the question back to this young man. Why do you call me good? Unless you are also willing to call me God. Only God is good. So you can't really call Jesus good without also calling him God. There is no one good except God alone. Look around, folks. I I hate to break the news to you, but we are not good. (laughs) We're not good. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. Sadly, we are not good. 
We fall short of God's goodness and his glory. Only God is good. So God is good. Only God is good. And a third thing about God and goodness, God only does good. God only does good. Psalm 119, verse 68 says this about the Lord. You are good and what you do is good. You are good and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Whatever God does is good because he is good and he only does good. Remember, goodness in the Bible is not only an inward goodness, but it's an outward goodness as well. In fact, it is an outward goodness that specifically flows from an inward goodness. And so when we say that God is good, we're not only saying that he is intrinsically good, but also that he does good and that he only does good. Romans 8, 28, one of the, one of the uh, great verses of the Bible tells us, we know in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. As a believer, you can be confident that whatever God works in your life, it is for your good. As Thomas Watson writes in his excellent book, All Things for Good. If you've never heard of that book, write it down. All Things for Good. Thomas Watson, good one to pick up. But he writes this, If it is good for us, we shall have it. If it is not good for us, then the, wind, then the withholding of it is good. Isn't that beautiful? In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. James 1.17 tells us every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Do you have something good in your life? Guess where it came from? Comes from God, right? All good things come from God because God is good and all that God does is good. So what do we know about goodness in God? God is good. Only God is good. God only does good. And then finally, Jesus always did that which is good. Jesus, as the Son of God, when he was here on earth, he always did that which is good. Jesus, speaking of his Father, said in John 8, 29, said, the one who sent me, speaking of his Father, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Jesus always pleased the Father. And we know God is only pleased when we do good. And so that means that Jesus always did that which is good. He always pleased his Father. The Apostle Peter in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 38, he describes how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how Jesus went around doing good and healing uh, all who were under the power of the devil because God was with them. Peter was one of Jesus' disciples. He followed Jesus all around. He had first-hand access to how Jesus lived his life. And when he comes around to, to summing up all of Jesus' life, how does he sum it up? He says he was someone who went around doing good. Isn't that marvelous? So what does the Bible tell us about goodness in God? God is good. Only God is good. God only does good, and Jesus always did that which is good. God is good all the time. Amen. 
So that's goodness in God. Next, we want to see what the Bible tells us about goodness and the heart. Goodness and the heart. Good deeds flow from a good heart. Uh, bad deeds flow from a wicked heart. If the fruit of goodness has to do with good deeds that flow from a good heart, we need to understand what does the Bible tell us about the heart. And the first thing the Bible tells us is that good and evil both come from the heart. Jesus said in Matthew fifteen nineteen, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. See, evil deeds don't just happen on their own. They spring from the heart. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, he said, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. In other words, our actions and our words show us up for who we really are. That's the first thing the Bible tells us about goodness in the heart. Good and evil both come from the heart. Next, the Bible tells us that our hearts, okay, our hearts outside of Christ are desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? You know, a lot of people read that verse and they think, well, 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 that's not me. I'm a good person. You know, my heart's not that bad. Well, guess what? That's your heart talking. And you know what? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. What did you expect it to say? And so we deceive even ourselves, don't we? The New International Version translates that phrase, desperately wicked, in this verse, translates it as beyond cure. Beyond cure. In other words, our hearts are in terrible shape, and there's nothing we can do about it. Romans 3, verses 10 through 12 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. And the reason we don't do good is because our hearts are not good. Fortunately, as we learned last week, right? God does not save us because we are good, but because he is good, right? Not because we are good, but because he is good. Our hearts outside of Christ are desperately wicked, and that's a problem, isn't it? Just as a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, neither can our bad hearts produce good deeds that are pleasing to God. In order to do good deeds that are truly pleasing to the Lord, you need a new heart, okay? You don't need heart surgery. You need a transplant. You need a whole new heart if you're going to be good. And praise God, that is exactly what God does for you when you put your trust in Jesus as Savior. God promised all the way back in the Old Testament, Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone. 
that heart that's hardened against God, and I'll give you a heart of flesh, a heart that is soft towards God and the things of God. God knew that our old hearts were incapable of doing good, and so he offers you a new heart to replace your old one. God says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All things become new in Christ, including that, that old deceitful heart of yours that could only produce evil. God gives you a new heart when you trust Christ. And now that you're in Christ, you can do good deeds that glorify God out of the goodness of your new heart. So what does the Bible tell us about goodness and the heart? Good and evil both come from the heart. Our hearts outside of Christ are desperately wicked. God gives you a new heart when you trust Christ. So we've looked at goodness in God. We've looked at goodness in the heart. Finally, we want to talk about growing in goodness. That's what we want to do with all the fruit of the Spirit, right? We want to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. So how do you grow in goodness? Well, first of all, you need that new heart, right? You can't get anywhere without that. So you come to God, you trust Jesus. But now that you've received this new heart by faith in Christ, there are several ways the Bible says that you can now grow in this fruit of goodness. So we're going to look at four ways as we close out our message this morning. First of all, the Bible tells you to confess your sins and seek to live a holy life for God. Confess your sins, seek to live a holy life for God. Psalm 51 is David's great prayer of confession to the Lord. And as part of his confession of sin, David prays this in verse 10. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. You see, only God can create a new heart for us. And only God can renew our hearts as many times as we need it. And so Psalm 51.10, this is an appropriate prayer to pray when you first come to Christ. When you first come to God through Jesus. It is also an appropriate prayer to pray every day after as well. Lord, purify my heart. Renew a right spirit within me. 1 John 1.9 tells us, if we confess our sins, that's what we're talking about here, confessing sin. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He will forgive us our sins and he will purify us from all unrighteousness. Remember what we said at the beginning of the message, right? I will grow in goodness as I allow the Spirit to purify my heart. 1 John chapter 1 tells us that confessing sin leads to a pure heart. When you confess your sins, God is faithful, he is just to forgive your sins, to purify you, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the first way to grow in goodness. Confess your sins. Seek to live a holy life for God. That has to do with the inward part of goodness. Secondly, seek to glorify God by doing good works. Now we move to the outward aspect of goodness. Seek to glorify God by doing good works. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, he said in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Ephesians 2 
Uh, verse 10 says, for we are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. First Peter 2.12 says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. So the Bible says we were created for good works. We're called to imitate good and not evil. We're told never to tire of doing what is right. Uh, The book of Amos in the Old Testament says, seek good, not evil, that you may live. The book of Romans says that the person who, uh, who does good seeks glory, honor, and immortality. Romans 12, 21 says, overcome evil with good. Galatians 6, 10 says, as you have opportunity, let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers. We could go on and on. But you see, the fruit of goodness is not just about being good inside, but it's about doing good. Doing good for others. That's a second way that you can grow in goodness. Seek to glorify God by doing good works. And then a third way you can grow in goodness is to focus on things that are good and pure. Focus on things that are good and pure. Romans 12, 9 says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Focus on things that are good and pure. And you will find yourself growing in goodness. And then finally, a fourth way that you can grow in goodness. Just ask God. Ask God to develop the fruit of goodness in your life. We've said this about each of the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit, it's ultimately something God does rather than something you do. There are things we can do to help the fruit along, but God is the one who's going to grow this fruit in your life, so ask Him. Ask God to develop the fruit of goodness in your life. God's word tells us that the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And so, yes, you need a new heart, right? You need a new heart if you're going to grow in this fruit of goodness. And praise God, you receive that new heart when you trust Jesus as your Savior. But you know, even after we receive that new heart, we still struggle with sin, don't we? We still struggle with the problem of indwelling sin. And so we need to constantly be on guard, constantly purifying our hearts out of reverence to God, confessing sin, asking God to continually purify our hearts, to purify us from all unrighteousness. I will grow in goodness as I allow the Spirit to purify my heart. And so my prayer for you and for me this morning, for all of us as a result of our study of God's word this morning is that you will understand that the goodness of your deeds depends on the goodness of your heart. So ask God to purify your heart so that you may be full of good deeds that will benefit those around you 
and bring great glory to God. That's what the fruit of goodness is all about. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for this beautiful fruit that you have shared with us through your word this morning. Lord, you are good. You are only good. All you do is good. You are good to us all the time. And so, Lord, we pray that the goodness that is you, the goodness that is you, God, our Father, uh, Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, the goodness that is you, our one God in three persons. Take that goodness now, Holy Spirit, develop it in our hearts. Purify our hearts. And then let the overflow of that uh, inner righteousness uh, just pour out of us in good works of righteousness and kindness and generosity to others. Lord, help us to grow in this fruit of goodness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.